Hello, welcome to the House of Reason podcast. I'm Ethan Evans, and I'm here with my mom, Cindy. Hello. Today, we're going to be debating many different topics, and we'll be able to see the viewpoint of an adult versus the viewpoint of a teenager. Without any further ado, let's just get right into it. So our first debate topic is, should the minimum wage be raised to $15? Personally, I don't think that it should be raised so severely as they are planning for it to be. I feel like it's going to ruin the economy, the plan that they have currently. But um, what kind of opinion do you have on that subject? Well, Ethan, on that that part, I do agree with you. Uh, while I feel like minimum wage should be raised a small amount, I think $15 an hour is is going to be such a huge burden on small businesses yeah. that they're not going to be able to operate. While they want to play, pay their workers fairly, they're not going to be able to operate paying minimum wage of 15 and therefore they may shut down and there'll be less jobs yeah and it's not it's not just the fact that it's 15 dollars currently it's just the plan that they have set up is it it's they're just going to raise it so severely in the next couple of years that small businesses aren't going to be able to react to that yes so it just seems i agree i agree because that's what like about seven eight dollars more than it is today so Um, yeah so seven yeah seven twenty five so yeah it would be it's just it's just such a severe like increase that yes. that's i mean and mostly most employees right now are being paid above 15 dollars an hour it's mostly going to affect small businesses if anything and then large corporations and they'll just have to uh, lower the employment rate and but i have some facts that i pulled up um according to a cbo report it found that the federal minimum wage increase to $15 would re- reduce unemployment in the U.S. by $1.4 million, or about uh, 0.9%. So it's going yes. to crush the, the amount of people that are employed even more than it is right now because of COVID. And according to the Heritage Foundation, it would also raise the cost of child care by an average of 21% in the U.S., I, I didn't think it was... Well, but that makes sense, though, because a lot of the people that are employed at, at child care centers, not all, but a lot of them um, are either college students that haven't gotten a degree yet or, or those that aren't degreed, and therefore they make less than... or they make minimum wage or a little bit above. And so trying to pay all of them $15 an hour would be cost prohibitive for those child care centers. They'd have to pass that cost on to the people that are bringing their kids there. Yeah. And, so, and, and, and if, especially like single mothers, if they're, if they're trying to raise their children, they're going to mostly not be able to work a high, uh, yes, paying job, high paying job. Yeah, exactly. So, and pay for child care at the and, same time. You're exactly. Uh, and it's going to, as I said before, it's going to impact small businesses in addition to the effects of COVID-19. Uh, and the only uh, positive thing that could be um, said about this would be that it increases wages by 17 million, to, for 17 million people. Right. But at the same time, it's going to, a lot of jobs are going to be lost in order for that to happen. Right, so. exactly. That's, I, I agree with you totally on that point. So the second topic is should school days be shortened and should homework not be given out or in not as much quality as it is now? Obviously, I'm a student. I see the effects day after day of, of being in school for five days a week. I believe that it should be shortened whether it means that school hours should be shortened or school days, like one school day, like Friday, you don't have to come to school, something like that. I I just see the effects that it has on students' lives. It just 
take so much time out of their days and their weeks going to school and it just gives them no time to be able to participate in extracurricular activities along with doing all their homework that they're doing. I know that as a student, it's a little bit biased because because I am a student. I'd love to see, to have all this different free time that I have, but what do you mm-hmm. think about it as an adult? Well, as an adult, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I see the effect that it has on both both my, both you and your brother. Um, I think that, I, I believe that school days, I'm not sure whether the teachers can get in all the, um, as long as they're getting in all of their activity um their, their school plan or their, their school planning, planning it, yes. planning and then teaching it. And yes, as long as they're able to do that mm-hmm. and shorten the school day, I'd be all for it. I do know. I mean, if if you were to be able to take off, say, half a day Friday or the whole day Friday, that would entail. What I'm my understanding is, you entail you going to school for a longer period of time, Monday through Thursday. What would you think about that? Well, it's. I feel like it's more about quality of learning than quantity. And most yes. teachers nowadays about quantity of work that they give out or quantity of time that you're in the classroom yes. doing doing stuff. Yes. But at the same time, I feel like whenever you're at school for that long of time, mm-hmm. like on Friday, you're just going to be so exhausted. Or at, on, during ninth period, you're just going to not want to do any work. Right. So it's more about putting in as much work as you can while the times that you're most focused and, and, and most intrigued in what you're learning, it's yes. better to have that quality of, of learning than quantity of learning. Yes, I, I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, I do know. And as far as the, when you were talking about the homework, um, I see how it's hard for you and your brother to go to school for as long as you do and then go to your extracurricular and then try to do all the homework. You don't have in, a minute of free time um, each day and you don't get as much sleep as you need and such. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the topics that I've brought up on the or one of the topics I looked up about is that without sleep, the adequate amount of sleep, which is about seven to eight hours in teenagers, mm-hmm. uh, without that sleep, there's an increased likelihood for participating in risk taking behaviors yeah. such as bullying and fighting. And this is all con- according to the Sleep Foundation, a uh, higher li- risk of athletic injury because your body isn't able to heal itself. Uh, there's also an increase of depressive system. Uh, symptoms and suicidal ideation and there's also an increased risk of motor vehicle accidents Ooh, that's not good so it's just it's just uh it's negative not just in the classroom but outside of the classroom yes and that's that's pretty much for everyone on the other hand students may be able to get more work done if they have more class time Mm -hmm. but at the same time if you're extending class to, mm-hmm. to, to nine periods a day and you get out at four o'clock mm-hmm. and then you have to go do athletics till six o'clock. Then you have, have to go get ready, uh, get shower and then, and then eat dinner. Then you have eight from eight o'clock to whatever, to get all your homework done and work done. So it's just, it just doesn't, there's not enough time in the day to be able to do everything that you're wanting to do as a right. student. Right. Cause so. if you start at eight o'clock, you're probably not getting to bed till 11 or 12 yeah. if you have a, yeah. a big homework day. Uh, I do know, and I, you don't mind I speak to one more thing, um, as far as um, shortening the school day, I know for a lot of working parents, shortening the school day or having you have one day off, I used to work when you guys were little, I think you remember, but um, I don't work at this time, but for a lot of parents, that's really tough, especially when they have the little kids that don't drive, for them to have the school day shortened so they don't have anywhere for their kids to go, mm-hmm. um, and so that causes a lot of problems with working parents, um, so... 
for that reason, sometimes that's uh, one of the reasons there's been a big pushback mm-hmm. on shortening school days or, or having you yeah. take one day off because what do the working parents do with their children at that time? Yeah, so it doesn't just affect the students. It can affect the teachers or the parents or anyone yes. that's involved in the school exactly, system. Exactly, yes. So, yeah. Not, not a lot of benefits in our opinion. The next topic we have is has social media improved human communication or like has it improved life in general? I believe that it has to a certain extent. Uh, you People around the world are able to meet each other on social media through Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all, the, all those good stuff, uh, good things. But without social media, you, you wouldn't be able to meet people that you don't think you would never think of meeting across the world or just across your town there's been a lot of and and then also interaction between people that you've you have met before and maybe you're mm-hmm. not as close to them like if you're if you have a best friend that, that lives across uh, across the country or across the state that you don't get to see them that much you can you can talk to them on social media or see what they're up to or, or just all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff um what do you what do you kind of think about that as an adult well as an adult um I agree with the points that you just made. I'm not a big social media person myself. I'm not on. Neither, neither you or, or dad are, are very big. Actually, my media. Uh, Ethan's dad, my husband, is doesn't even have a Facebook yeah, account. Nothing. What did he tell us? No, he has? no social media. He has Venmo and Venmo and, and all, LinkedIn. Only LinkedIn. the essentials. <laughs> but he refuses. So, um, but I and I have Facebook. Um, obviously, my kids have um, have several have you know, Snapchat and Instagram. I don't even know what all you guys have, mm-hmm. but, um, I, so I do, um, I'm kind of from the older generation. And while I do think that it has improved communication in the ways you talked about, I mean, you do get to keep up with people that you might not otherwise keep up with. Um, I feel like it has really uh, hindered a lot of, especially the younger generation and even people from talking face to face and learning how to interact mm-hmm. with people in person. That um, is true. So, it's uh, it, it really makes it a lot harder when you go out into the mm-hmm. workplace and have to really interact face-to-face with people when you're not used to doing so because you're just relying on your social media accounts. And that's part of the negative effect it also has. I mean, mm-hmm. it, and it benefits people to a certain extent, but then also it can cause negative effects like not being able to interact in person mm-hmm. uh, quite as well as you should be able to. Right. But uh, I looked up some information, and according to Help Guide. Uh, multiple studies have found a strong link between heavy social media mm-hmm. and an increased risk for depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, and even suicidal thoughts. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of something that mostly, I would say, teenagers deal with. Well, um, and honestly, I'd, even adults uh, a little bit. I mean, I can honestly say I don't post much, um, and I do read a lot of people's things and respond to them. And I've, I've kept up with a lot of people I might not otherwise keep up with. But I also um, feel like, They've got great lives, and they, I see all the great things they do, and I'm, I always think I'm not doing enough. I'm not traveling enough, or I'm not you know, losing enough weight, and it kind yeah. of does tend to affect me a little bit negatively. When... And, and also it can create a false narrative of certain people. Yes. You could think people are, are, are different than they actually are. You just see the good side of people. So it's kind of a, a biased sort of representation of people. That if so, if you were to meet people on mm-hmm. there, you would have mm-hmm. so, sort of a biased... Right. Um, Right. Well, they're reality. able to just show the best parts of their lives mm-hmm. and, and um, make other people feel like they, they pale in comparison to that. So, yeah. um, and, I, and honestly, I, I sometimes I have a lot of friends that um, I want to pick up the phone and call them because I'm just old and that's how we used to do it. But they, they won't respond to my calls, but they'll post all these things on Facebook and they'll talk to you on Facebook. But, and that's not, so it 
stop. So it's just kind of strange to me that yeah. we've lost the art of just talking yeah. on the phone or in person. Yeah. So that's the end of the House of Reason podcast. Uh, once again, I'm Ethan Evans, and that's my mom. Cindy, Cindy Evans. Cindy Evans. Thanks uh, for having me on today. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, and so we didn't debate very much. Uh, I wish we picked topics we could have debated a little bit better, but um, it was it was a lot of fun, and yeah. I had a great time. Yeah, so uh, we'll see you all later.